from Vistio. This is recorded for Quality Assurance. A show where we talk to the world's leading CX experts about industry trends, CX technology, and transforming customer support into a streamlined strategic advantage for your business. Hello and welcome to CXQA Live, where we discuss all the most important elements and strategies to create successful CX contact center operations. We'd like you to know that we are being recorded for quality assurance. And what we mean by that, of course, is that the quality assurance podcast is built out of the time that we spend together here every noon Eastern. And this week, we are joined by Martin Anderson, joining us from across the pond in the UK to talk about CX agents and a career mindset. Welcome, Martin. Thank you for having me, Rob. Yeah, really glad you're here. Really glad you're here. So we talk about agents being the most important element in a CX strategy. We talk about how agents with the right training, tools, and connection with your company are going to be a revenue growth and protection center for your business or brand. They're going to be the best diagnostic tool that you have for your business. They're going to ensure that your customers are satisfied and connected. They're going to produce more and better work, and they're going to want to stay and contribute to the long-term success of your company. And those last two are really what we're going to focus on as we move forward today, because we're really specifically talking about the career mindset within the agent's perspective in CX. Now, I have a little secret, and... It's not nearly as exciting or dramatic as it sounds, but the secret is that I've been talking to and listening to a ton of CX agents, frontline agents from all over the world via several Facebook groups, groups where they actually open up and tell the truth about their jobs, their perspectives on their jobs, and by and large, it's not pretty. So I would say it's kind of sad, really, some of the things that are coming out. And and when I say sad, I just mean there's obviously a desire from leaders in CX to promote career-mindedness within the agents that work for them, but in a large percentage of cases, that's not what's happening, right? So we all need a safe place to vent, right? So someone we can talk to, a place where people understand what we're going through. And to be sure, CX is not the only kind of work that causes stress and so forth, but some of the stories that I've read and and the misery and trauma caused by these uh, situations that CX agents encounter on a regular basis are just really, really difficult. And more importantly, I would say for anyone who is a leader in CX, who even just manages a, a small number of people within CX, there's a lot to be learned from these conversations that are going on in these open and transparent and safe places. And I, I wanted to just read uh, a couple of examples that have been popping up just the last 24 hours. This one person post that they've just started their first call center job ever. And they've been through two weeks of training and they use the air quotes, right? And they've had nothing but just listening to videos of basically an executive read a script. And then they've been put into the call center floor talking to customers without having ever been shown how to use the technology, ever being shown any of the manuals or, or, or knowledge base, or even just had someone sit down with them and explain the why behind what they do. So here they are two weeks of literally just listening to scripts being read 
And then they're thrown onto the call center floor with no other training. And then this person says this, my boss is amazing. I have the schedule I want. She's huge on a healthy work-life balance. So that's really good, right? Uh, She says the pay is pretty good. Certainly not the best, but it's pretty good. But my issue is the lack of training and having to learn this system on my own while on the phone with customers. And then she goes on to say, I'm leaving every day so stressed out, I can barely function. And then she says, is this normal for call centers? And so a bunch of people jump on and comment. And I just say, I'm thankful for community in general, where somebody who's new to a new industry can ask a question like, is this normal? And so many people are saying it is normal, but it shouldn't be. Essentially, this is a common experience, almost like this is a rite of passage in call center world to go through this complete lack of training. But so many people are also saying, hey, if you can survive the trauma of the first few months, then obviously you're able to compartmentalize. Obviously, you're able to be tough enough to stay it in the long run in call center operations. And I just have to say, my my mind says it really shouldn't be like that, right? It doesn't have to be like that. And so there's this acceptance of the fact that the majority of people that jump into call center world aren't going to stay because it's often really not set up well. And that acceptance is kind of two ways. Often you see it from the leader's point of view as well, where they just say, well, we're going to have a certain amount of turnover and there's nothing we can do about it. So we just have to go ahead and get the people out that are going to not stay and get new people in until we finally get our our operations filled with people that are going to stay. So that's one thing. Another, another meme that I've seen a bunch of times is somebody saying that the funniest thing in their week is when the new hires don't come back from the first break. And I think like you have to be pretty jaded for that to be funny, right? You're accepting a pretty high level of misery if someone quitting on their first break is funny to you. And and we all do these things, right? We had a, an episode recently on the show about trauma. And what we do when we're traumatized is we come up with ways to survive that trauma. We We come up with ways to process our world that are acceptable to us, even though some of the things happening in that world may not be acceptable. And that's really what happens within trauma. And and I think trauma is a a fantastic topic for CX leaders to continue to understand how it impacts their business and their people. Um, But then there's this this other one that was just today that I thought I, I I would read. And somebody says, I've got interviews today, and I'm hoping that this will be the end of call center life for me. Please send positive vibes. And then all these other people basically just chiming in and saying, I hope you make it out. And all of this is obviously probably slanted towards the negative. These are places where people who are having bad experiences go to talk about those bad experiences. But if you're in these groups for very long, you realize that it's across multiple countries, multiple organizations, multiple types of calls being fielded, types of clients being serviced, B2B, B2C. There are some consistencies in these experiences and perspectives across the CX world from an agent perspective. And and I would just say agents are unfortunately often viewed as just unlikely to have a long-term value to an organization, right? They're, they're not going to be happy. They're going to eventually leave. And honestly viewed very similar to, similarly to the way a machine is viewed as an asset that has, you know, eventually uh, a meaningful, useful or a limited useful life. You know, and that's that's an accounting term that's used for the depreciation and for understanding when a machine is going to lose its value to a business. 
And unfortunately, that's honestly, practically speaking, the way a lot of CX organizations view their agents, not all for sure, but from the perspective of the agent, it, it can often feel that way. And I would just say that that's a less than human way to do business, right? And ultimately, we are talking about human beings who, if I may say so, have value intrinsically, no matter what they do for work, no matter, well, anything, they're just human. So they have value. And so the way that we structure our business ultimately, hopefully has a deeper why than just the bottom line. But even if you're just concerned about the bottom line, ultimately churning through humans like their napkins in the cafeteria, ultimately is hurting the bottom line. Ultimately, you're not just doing something that I would say is ethically questionable. You're doing something that's not going to promote the long-term success of your business. It's not going to promote the long-term engagement and delight of your customers if the people that are you know, talking with them within your brand are new to the business because 80% of the staff left last week or because the person that you're they're talking to in your business hates your business or hates their job. You know, this is not good for the bottom line. So, as I said earlier, we're joined today by Martin Anderson, co-founder and CEO of Lemon and I I would go so boldly out front to say that Lemon is a BPO with a different approach to its employees and their careers. I mean, I've seen evidence just watching your LinkedIn, Martin, of of you even just recently sharing encouragements and congratulations to employees that are leaving your company and going to another business that someone that, you know, has been a part of your business that has, you know, had responsibility within your business and done great things. And there you are encouraging them and and, and congratulating them on leaving your company. And I think that there's something unique going on at Lemon. And I I really would love for you. um, And again, we're really glad you're here, Martin, just to share a little bit about what makes Lemon different when it comes to its employees. Thank you, Rob. Well, well, it's a big piece, isn't it? There's there's a, a lot of discussion uh, to be had around that, and you've articulated it, it really, really well uh, in in the opening there. And I think it's a it's a sad sign of the times that we're seeing these sort of social media groups coming on and and the, the negative comments. You're right in what you say. There has to be a slight pinch of salt because it is a place to vent, and venting is very important. I add. people need in all you know, walks of life and to go somewhere where they can say something in a safe space and not be brought back to them. So it's actually, that's a really good tool. But when you're getting people across different communities, different organizations, different continents saying similar things over and over again, then there are particular trends we have to pick up on it. And you, you did quite rightly there. And this is something that's very historic in the contact center world going back, you know, a few decades, the 80s, 90s, particularly you know, before the, the advent of the technology we've got now and when people are just being hammered uh, on the phones, inbound, outbound, the pressure, you know, focus on KPIs and stats. Haven't got time to think about the soft things because we just want to hit the numbers because the numbers are going to make us money and greed is good and, you know, all that kind of palaver from from, from back from back when. Yeah. But I think we're coming to a moment now where there's that realisation within the contact center industries and leaders, exactly what you're saying, that, that, that people aren't just a commodity to be utilized to you know count the minutes and make the, pen, the pennies, pounds, and the dollars, and the profit. They are actually an asset to the business, which if nurtured and coached and given time, because people need time to make mistakes and grow, they can improve the overall 
community within the business, but also the customer experience, which increases the brand strength, which increases the top line and the bottom line overall. And, and to circle back to your, to your question, Rob, as well, regarding Lemon and how we see this as being different, it comes back to something you touched on a few times, which is more about why why as a, as a company and, and being co-founder and one of the leaders in the business, why, why do we exist and why do we run this business that we have when we could do something completely different if we choose? And that vision we have really is something that we, we, we spend a lot of time in, um, like a lot of companies over the pandemic and really sort of thinking about harder and deeper. And for us, it's about creating opportunity. That's, that's the reason that we're in business. Our vision is to create opportunity for our people, our clients, and our suppliers. And I say it in that particular order. And if you go on our website, you'll see it as well, because it is our team, our people, who are the most important thing. And creating opportunities for them is twofold as well, may I add. It's about creating opportunities for them in a career path, which you know we might talk a bit more about. But coming in as agents, learning the job, moving up or moving across throughout the business, um, making it a career, not just a transient job. But also it's about creating opportunities for, for their families and the wider people within the community around them. Because if we can give them safe, secure job with good remuneration, with prospects, they can, you know, especially right now, you know, basic things like making sure they can pay the gas, electric bills, the inflation we've got going on over the UK, and you guys have some going on too. Make sure that they can pay the essentials as well as, you know, looking at, you know, a holiday, the, the cars, the other, the other things that, that are potentially nice to have, but we all want these days to have a, the good work-life balance. And it, for me, it's that focus on creating opportunity and that being our company vision not just something I'm talking about here, but our company vision and driven through our values and our mission that makes a difference to our business when we compared to other BPOs, maybe some others in the contact center world. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I would just say, you know, that why that you articulated just from a casual observer, such as myself, shows up in lots of different ways, not least of which the way that your employees engage in LinkedIn, for example, and and the the kind of transparency and just dialogue and other things that you see that stands out. And I think, you know, for all of us, whether you're an owner, whether you're, you know, a CEO, whether you're a, a mid-level manager, whether you're an agent, you know, no matter what you do, whether you're not in CX at all, understanding your own personal why as well as the why of the company that you work with and making sure that those things align mm -hmm. at least insofar as possible allows for a certain level of peace in life and in that balance between work and the rest of life so that you know if you believe in the company that you work for and the values that are actually being lived out not just spoken about you know when let's say you are an agent a frontline agent and you get a, a customer that is upset and you agree with that customer, but you also know that your company is going to care and want to make it right for the customer because that's the values of the company. Mm -hmm. You don't have trouble dealing with angry customer calls nearly as much mm -hmm. when you know that your company cares is going to back you up in making that customer experience turn around from negative to positive, right? And so mm -hmm. I think that why can permeate everything for the good. But it doesn't often. And I guess that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Martin, you know, is CX in particular, 
has become a place where employee experience, employee career is not often valued. You mentioned that that's kind of a, a historical thing in your comments a moment ago. Why do you think that is? How did we get here? I guess is another way to ask that. Yeah, I guess it is, you know, historically it is, it is transient uh, the position um, overall, but I, but I think, you know, that's going back again to the 80s and 90s and so on where people came to the position where they're doing part-time work, where they were looking to just do a job to kind of fill that kind of gap or space that they had at that point in time. And they didn't see it as a career. I don't, think as well a lot of values uh, value was given back then to the skill set that was required um, when the um, contact centers were recruiting per se. One of the reasons why I do think it's actually changing right now is because of the technology advancements as well. Because you think about the additional technology that's going on into the contact center, there's a, an increased amount of skill that's required to actually manage these pieces and manage the different brands that people are working on. Now, that is no longer someone just picking up a phone and making notes or so, or so and so forth. It's quite, it's, it's quite detailed, especially when people are using multiple systems to operate. So there's a lot more value and um, experience and, uh, and development required to get someone to the level they need to be. You can't just walk in off the street, be put in front of a script and expect to run these days or certainly not operate at a high at a high level. And I think going back to kind of some of the points you made right at the beginning, it's that effect that a good contact center agent can have on your brand and your customers that people are starting to hopefully witness now and use that to some extent as a USB in their industry, in their business. And therefore, the investment into your agent is really moving along and we're starting to see companies now put that time and effort in to, to develop their people and it become a career path rather than just that transient position that we kind of mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? I mean, even just my observation as I've been in these groups, there, there are a lot of people who are saying things very similar, you know, that they essentially were, you know, just looking for something temporary and that's how they got into CX. And then, you know, suddenly they find themselves in the job a lot longer than they thought. And yet they're still looking to get out in many cases, which, you know, it, you know, you don't want to hear that, you know, when you're invested into an industry, you want to see people wanting to invest in that industry alongside you. And, you know, I, I guess there's that dynamic where sometimes that's just not what people are experiencing. And, and the hope would be that as this realization, as you, as you called it, is growing across the the industry that we all get better together that as the ocean rises all ships rise with it right mm. uh, kind of a mentality so you know I, i've had some initial conversations with some cx leaders about this issue and of course cx is business so you know people talk about don't we have to make a profit how can we afford to have such a focus on the experience and the career of the agent when really what we're trying to do is provide uh, the customer with a good experience? So how can we focus on agent experience if we're really needing to focus on you know, customer experience? Maybe, Martin, you can explain that connection for us. Yeah, and I think we've touched on it slightly as well. It's really important. Ultimately, the agent looks after the customer. And I think it's our job as leaders and managers 
in the context of a, a space to look after the agent who looks after the customer and not the other way around. You know, you speak to a manager or a leader uh, of a business and you ask them what their sort of priorities are. And if they say, you know, it's focusing on the client or the customer, you know, you could probably turn around and ask them, so when was the last time you actually spoke to the client or the customer directly? Because uh, that's not really your thing. You're, you're responsible for the people look after the, those people. And that's where our focus should be. We get that bit right in the industry. And don't get me wrong, I, uh, this isn't an easy thing. There's no silver bullet. And this isn't going to happen overnight. I think we've come a long way. I think there's a long way to go. But if we if we pivot our business models to make the agents the center of our business, everything else, I think, falls into place. The how and the what thereafter, you know, will work. Companies who move in that way will be successful, you know, the potential of going from good to great. And it is a little bit of a brave move, right? Because a lot of people are purely looking at the figures, at the margins, at the profit. And, you know, this kind of change and pivot requires an investment, needs a bit of sacrifice of profit as being king. You need to think about, well, we need to spend a bit of money here in the short term relatively to build up our agents uh, the support around them um to make them feel valued uh, encouraged empowered safe to make a mistake right within the parameters of their their area you know they're not going to an agent makes a mistake it's not going to drive the company off the cliff is it it was still going to be okay but they can learn and i don't know about you i'm sure everyone's the same who is listening to this you make a mistake you do something wrong and you reflect and you learn really quickly. Although you don't learn as well as someone just shows you and shows you and shows you. You mentioned the video reel, right, early, earlier on. That's not a particular great human way to learn. It's a bit boring. You turn off. You want to have that interaction. You want to be speaking to people. You want that face-to-face areas where, where you can learn. But if we do all this, if we spend time, if, we, if as an industry we focus and consciously focus on empowering and making those agents the center of our brands i truly believe it is for the better and the the contact center therefore no longer just becomes a cost center to the business becomes a generator of improving brand strength and ultimately putting more coffers into the pot yeah really it becomes one of the most direct and acute ways to bring about positive business outcomes of all kinds. Right. (laughs) And I think that's something that has some disconnects currently and sort of the reductionist and uh, really I'd say dehumanizing and destructive view of CX agents has within, within it, the irony that it ultimately is undermining the very business outcomes that many of the leaders who operate that way are trying to, to have happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like, you know, we're so short-sighted. We only want to jump to the end game when we don't realize what's actually going to be causational to bring that end game to happen. Mm. And, you know, I think about the Discover Card commercial, you know, where the the customer calls in and, you know, there's a video, split-screen video of the customer calling in. And then the agent that answers their call is the same actor on the other side of the split-screen, mm-hmm. right? And the the tagline is, we treat you like you'd treat you. Literally, you know, mm-hmm. playing on the fact that it is the person talking to themselves in the commercial. But mm-hmm. the idea is that for that company, for Discover Card, 
the customer experience is so amazing when you have to call in that you feel like you're on the other end of the phone with yourself. And so there's this sense that the connection between who that employee is as a person and the, the person that's calling in is able to be so genuine and real. It's almost like talking to yourself. And so, uh, you know, I think about this idea that we scoot past what's going to build towards positive business outcomes and just jump to demanding the business outcomes. Right. And I'm tempted at this moment to let the cat out of the bag about a very big CX industry announcement that will be happening on this show uh, The at ICMI coming up in a few weeks. We're going to make a big announcement about something new that we're going to be helping to roll out to the industry that that literally will connect to this question of, you know, we talk about all the, the KPIs, the performance metrics that agents are measured on, that departments, CX departments are measured on, you know, how, how do we integrate the mindset, the needs, the perspective of the agent into these decisions and, and leadership movements. And and so stay tuned. I'm going to keep everybody in suspense up until the week of ICMI when we announced this in Orlando. But I just want to ask you one more thing because you know we've talked about quite a bit here in 26 minutes. Coming from the viewpoint of someone who owns and manages and leads a BPO that was built on this better why that really you guys are trying to live out essentially what you've already articulated is important to you. If you were speaking to someone who was a leader in a different organization who has come to a moment of realization about this issue, about the career mindset for the agent, what advice would you give them about changing course when it comes to this issue? I think you kind of uh, touched on it there as well. I think trying to make a quick book and having short term ism or short ideas you're going down the wrong path with that you really are you know if you wanted to get you know make a business and sell it fast then maybe that's you maybe that's your thing but it but it but if you really care about your industry your business your product your service and what you're delivering your brand that you built about the long-term um viability um that your business will outlast you as a person and grow and be something bigger than you are then you've really got to make those decisions that are you know, years, decades, generations ahead, and their decisions which are made right now. Um, there's that saying you guys probably heard it from of it as well. But you you move a you move a mountain one one rock at a time, and and you can start today, and we all can start today. You know, one man can make a difference, one person can make a difference, and just make little changes. Focus on the employees, the agents. Put them. At forefront and center of your mind when you're making business decisions, don't just look at the pennies. Look and and the sense. Look at how you can improve the overall experience. What it's like to work in your brand for your brand, and therefore be a customer of your brand. And I do really think you know. You said earlier on, you it will make it'll give you that inner peace. You'll feel really good about yourself, which is kind of one of the whole purpose of, of work. And it's not just about financial reward. But actually, you'll make a whole lot of people happier as well. There's nothing better than that. And you'll create a, a cracking brand, which people love to inter- in, interact with. So think long-term, don't make short-term decisions and do the right thing. Well, I think we're going to end on that. 
that <laughs> that right there should be a meme with your name on it, Martin, and, and <laughs> around the world. Ultimately, that was values in action is what you just described. And and I think setting reasonable expectations about how quickly massive change can occur in an organization is really critical. And then, as you said, making sure that the voice of the agent is integrated, almost if you got to go do an undercover boss mm-hmm. kind of situation to really get that information and integrate it. Learn what you don't know. Recognize that you don't know most of what's actually going on in your business as a leader. That's just a reality. So Martin, can't thank you enough for being with us. This is just a a crazy good conversation that we need to keep having. And um, I hope that you'll join us again uh, as we unpack some more of these rabbit trails that we could have gone down today definitely four or five topics that are probably worthy of a full episode but want to thank you for being with us martin thank you Rob. it's been it's been a pleasure i think it's a very important topic that that we discussed as you say we just scratched a tiny bit of the surface um so well done to you guys uh for, for bringing this to, to the forefront of discussing it today it's been a pleasure we're grateful for your time and i hope everyone has a wonderful tuesday however much of it's left take care bye now. To listen to a recording of this and other episodes, visit vistio.io forward slash podcasts. And to join our show live each week, go to vistio.io forward slash CX live.